Welcome to South Florida Sunday, Sharina with you. And March is the month that we shift our focus to discuss a super important issue affecting so many people, including those who may not even know they are affected by it colorectal cancer. Uh, today, I have Dr. Omar Rashid from the American Cancer Society on the line with me. Thank you so much for joining me, Dr. Rashid. Thank you for having me. Of course. Let's just jump right into it. What is colorectal cancer? A colorectal cancer is cancer that arises in the colon and rectum. It is the um, third leading cause of cancer death in both men and women in the U.S. and also the third most commonly diagnosed cancer overall. So in 2022, over 150,000 people were diagnosed with colorectal cancer, and unfortunately, over 50,000 people died of colorectal cancer. Um, The good news is that an easy way to prevent it, um, it's unfortunately, even though it's becoming more and more treatable, um, Mm -hmm. the it's becoming more common in younger patients oh. under age 55 and is being found at a later stage, which is a lot harder to treat. So the screening and early detection and actually prevention are key because you can really save lives and avoid a lot of very difficult treatment that you, you know people can go through and do well through, but obviously, ideally, you'd want to avoid. Yeah, absolutely. And do you feel like there's so many people affected by this because there's different types of colorectal cancer? Why, I mean, why it's so common? Yeah. Why is it so common? Are there just different it's, types or is it just one? It's, you know, it's, very, it's a very interesting question, actually. Uh, there's some thought that, you know, the reason why it's becoming even more common is because of lifestyle. Mm. So um, diet, um, other types of uh, supplements and other activities, obesity, um, alcohol consumption, smoking, all those factors together can do it. Um, there is a very famous study that showed in in Japanese people, it's more common to have gastric cancer if you if you live in Japan, but low chance of having colorectal cancer. Hmm. But if you're Japanese by ancestry and born in the United States, your colorectal cancer risk equals that of the regular population, and your gastric cancer risk goes down. Something about our diet and our lifestyle is definitely impacting it. Um, but it's really you know concerning that in younger patients too. Yeah. that they're finding increasing. And these are patients where you wouldn't think, you know, you're having these complaints of abdominal pain, maybe mm-hmm. changes in your bowel habits, so constipation, the bowel movements change in character because there's a tumor pushing up against it, uh, weight loss, and these are things that you don't necessarily think cancer, Yeah, exactly. colorectal cancer. Yeah, sometimes you just think it's a stomachache or something. You don't think colorectal cancer. And not just the patient, even the doctors. I mean, right, if you're going into exactly to your point, I mean, if, you're going, if a patient's coming to you who's young and healthy, you think, well, why would they have colon cancer? You know, and they don't necessarily have a family history. Yeah. You know, so family history doesn't matter. If you have a lot of colorectal cancer in your family, you should consider genetic testing. Even if the genetic testing is normal, you're still at increased risk. So we say if your relative you know, had colon cancer at age 50, you should be started at age 40 with screening. So yeah. 10 years before is the safest because we just don't know enough about why people get it and why they might inherit it. Um, but it's definitely, it's a complicated area in terms of figuring out the why, right? Yeah. Why am I getting it? But we know we're at risk. And some folks are even more at risk, like we you know with a family history. But even folks of average risk, we recommend screening age 45 now, not 50 because of this uptick in young patients having um, advanced colorectal cancer. It's very, very important to think about it. Yeah, that screening. And also healthy diet, healthy exercise. Those are harder to do yeah. than a screening test. You know. And it's really hard to to talk about something like this. A lot of people are embarrassed. Uh, you know, they're like, I'm having stomach pains. You know, they don't want to talk to your doctor about it. Why would you say it's so important to uh, get a screening? Well, unfortunately, there are many people who are fatalistic about it and they think, what's the point? 
Mm. You know, I'm going to die. Or they think, oh, my God, if I have cancer, um, the more patients are afraid of going bankrupt from their cancer treatment than dying of their cancer. So there are a bunch of reasons why. And even folks, there are less invasive tests now to find colon cancer, um, such as stool-based tests. But a recent study showed that around 50-something percent, I think 51 or just over 50 percent of patients with a positive test, so you know you have potentially cancer in your colon or polyps in your colon that will turn into cancer, mm-hmm. only just over 50 percent actually go and get a colonoscopy. And the colonoscopy, I mean, it sounds unpleasant, but you don't feel anything because you get anesthesia. Yeah. Um, and they go in with a camera, they, and they remove the polyps and prevent the cancer. Yeah, they can do so it that actually, day, right? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's um, exactly, it's, it's, it's actually one of the few tests that actually prevent a cancer. And if you're polyp-free, you know you can go for an extended period of time mm-hmm. and worry about something else. Yeah. You obviously, work on your overall health, but not about, you don't have to worry as much about colorectal cancer. And you can come back for your screening in the future. But so many people, even with insurance and, how, and have access to gastroenterologists and other folks, surgeons, you know, who do colonoscopies, don't take advantage of that. And there's a whole science behind how to, so that's why we're talking to you, right, to try to get increased awareness. Exactly. Thing, I mean, because isn't this Google, super uh, treatable? This yes, cancer is treatable. Yes. yes. I mean, I, I tell people, you know, go online and search for, you know, colon cancer, colostomy. It's scary to go through that treatment. So if you can prevent it um, or catch it early, yeah. you know, our, our survival, the good news is in, in the cancer world, which sounds like an oxymoron, but the good news and exciting news is that <laughs> over the last 30 years has been a, you know, a, a, a 30% reduction in cancer death. So oh, we're amazing. making great strides. You want to avoid that, though, if you can, altogether all that treatment. And if it's early enough, you just remove the tumor. Um, you know, in, in Florida, we've had a problem for years, a very high rate of stage 3 colon cancer, yeah. which means when the cancer is found, it's already spread outside the colon into lymph nodes, and it requires chemotherapy. Mm-hmm. And why is that? Because our screenings haven't been good enough. And so we've really been, I mean, the American Cancer Society has been pushing for years to get at least 80% of the population to qualify for colon cancer screening to get the colon cancer screening. But we, you know, we just haven't gotten there yet. We'd like to be 100% because yeah. it, we want to save lives. And also it saves the health system money because preventing a cancer or treating an early stage is much less expensive economically, right, than giving chemo and radiation and everything else. And yeah. obviously dying. You don't want to, you don't want to have that. But, and having a colostomy, a bag, those are the things that patients go through. I mean, they'll, they'll show up in the ER with really advanced tumors that are blocking their intestine and require them to have emergency surgery. Oh, wow. I mean, at that point, it's a lot harder to treat the patient and maintain quality of life. But there's so many options, including minimally invasive surgery. I mean, I could, I could talk to you for hours about all the new advances. In the <laughs> yeah, you guys went really into the robotics too, right? There's a, ro- a robotics surgery now? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, so I mean, I, I, I'm a, colo- uh, a, ca- a cancer surgeon, so I do a lot of colorectal cancer too, um, oh. from colonoscopies to the surgery, mm-hmm. and we do robotics. So it's smaller incisions, less likely to have to make a bigger incision to get things out safely, re- reconnect the patient, usually within a couple days, they're um, ready to go home. They're yes. eating, their so, functions returned. Yeah, so it's a much um, easier experience. But again, we want to prevent that if we can. Yeah. You know, with the colonoscopy. Uh, so it's, it's a shorter downtime too, right? Yes, ma'am. Yeah, they have these enhanced recovery pathways that we do where immediately after the surgery, you're already starting to take liquids, in some cases solid food by mouth, 
you're walking around immediately, minimal pain uh, mm-hmm. because of the, the blocks they do with anesthesia, smaller incisions. So many patients require very little narcotics, if any, which is important, obviously, because mm-hmm. there are issues with, with narcotics. And then most patients, as long as they're healthy, um, do very well, get out of the hospital within a couple days. And they have smaller incisions, so they're able to be more active more quickly. So if you need the surgery, there's been a huge advances in the anesthesia and the surgical recovery and in the surgical procedures so that it's a much less of an impact on your ability to function. Because the goal is, remember, with cancer treatment, to get you back to where you were before you ever knew about the cancer diagnosis. Yeah. And, and, and there are these blood tests they can do to figure out if you really need chemo or not and if the chemo is working. And there are even more advanced treatments that use your immune system in some cases to fight the cancer if it's more advanced. So there's a lot of hope out there, but yeah. it all starts with the sooner you find it, we know, the more likely you're going to do better and ideally prevent. Well, you know, you're going to feel yeah. better after you get this taken care of. Yes. I mean, that's the whole thing. You, you're exactly right. I mean, quality of life is key. What's the point of living forever if you're miserable, right? And this would, mm-hmm. no, exactly right. I mean, you're, uh, we need to recruit you and have you <laughs> spread the word, you know? Yes, I'm on your team. We are speaking with Dr. Rashid from the American Cancer Institute. Let's talk prevention. What can people do to lessen their risk for uh, colon cancer? So um, aside from the screenings that we mentioned, uh, big things are healthy diet. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Mediterranean diet is one of the best diets that are recommended, um, and not just in men, but also in women. So that's something where you want to actually have more of your healthy um, carbs. Mm-hmm. And uh, believe it or not, so even though people worry about carbs, it's definitely a, a diet to look at. It also helps feed the, um, the, the normal gut bacteria in the colon. And that's very, very important, the microbiome. I think that's, there's definitely some correlation between different types of cancer, including colorectal cancer. Okay. Being physically active makes a big difference. So exercising, you know, they say 120 um, minutes a week, roughly. Uh, the more active, the better. Um, obviously, you know, moderation is, is good. You don't want to overextend yeah. yourself, but being more active is important. Yeah, just take a walk. Yeah. No, no, it does make a difference. I mean, um, trying to get to a healthy weight if, if possible, and this is a combination of diet, exercise, and um, other things you can do in terms of counseling um, to try to improve that. Avoiding smoking, if possible. Avoiding processed meats, if mm-hmm. possible. Red meats, if possible. That's why the Mediterranean diet is nice because it's also high in, in fish and, 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 um, and other plant-based proteins as well. Um, avoiding smoking is another big one. Um, being very careful about taking supplements uh, because supplements aren't regulated like drugs. Oh, wow. so in many cases, they have different types of, yeah, it's scary. I mean, they can have arsenic and other, other heavy metals in them. Um, and so they're starting to clamp down on it more uh, mm-hmm. because there's a lot of interest for folks to try nat- natural, um, you know, supplements and treatments to try to make themselves healthier. Yeah, but you exactly. have to be very careful because in some cases it can... You, know, you have to be very careful what you're doing because folks, so there's a market, unfortunately, for that. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you really want additional information, yes. I highly recommend the American Cancer Society website, cancer.org. They have great information that's in English, not in medical. <laughs> about, <laughs> Thank you. you know, cancer <laughs> prevention. So I, I give that to my patients all the time. On my own practice website, we also have information on uh, cancer prevention because people want to know what they can do. Yeah. The other thing is knowing your family history. To your point earlier about people don't like talking about it, families don't like talking about it. Yeah, where, exactly. And not just colorectal, any cancer. They'll say, oh, yeah, well, so-and-so did have one. They're like, what? I didn't know I had a family history. So thinking about who needs genetic testing. 
um, mm-hmm. about because that makes a difference in terms of the screening, knowing what your risks are. If you have other diseases like inflammatory bowel disease, you're at increased risk of, uh, of colorectal cancer. So knowing your risk, being really taking charge of your, um, of your health, and I think trying to empower patients to feel like, look, when they go to the doctor, we're here to help you feel better exactly. and knowing about what's going on with your body, asking questions. We, you know, we embrace that. We should because you're, you know, we're your ally to help you feel better. And if we don't know what's going on, we can't make a difference. And there are many people to your, you know, who, do, who have symptoms, but they're afraid. Yes. They're afraid of the colonoscopy. They're afraid of the blood tests. They're afraid of the white coat, you know, and we have to work on that because we can make such a huge difference. And that's the good news. Yeah. Um, but we have to, it, it really is, something where, I mean, the information's out there, especially with the internet and social media, you can get the information. It's just getting people to, to, to want to know that information and to act on it. Exactly, exactly. What an amazing and insightful conversation I just had with you, Dr. Rashid. Thank you so much for all the information. Where can uh, people find you, your website? Oh, sure, yeah. My, um, my website is uh, Medicus Elite, M-E-D-I-C-U-S, E-L-I-T-E, Dot com, So you can find me that way. You can also Google Omar Rashid um, MD. You'll, it'll also find me that way. And on the website, I have information, obviously, about cancer prevention, genetic screening. We also have a blog, too. Um, the American Cancer Society website is a great one um, because, again, it's very focused on what the patients need and mm-hmm. what they're interested in. It's all cancer types, including childhood cancers, and that's cancer.org. Um, that's an excellent, excellent resource. Be careful what you just blindly search for online yes. because obviously it's hard to figure out, you know, what's reputable or not. But, I mean, I, even just today in my clinic, I printed up information from the ACS website, American Cancer Society website, and gave it to a patient about something, a different type of tumor um, because I, it's such a great resource, in again, in English, not, not yes. in medicalese. Not in medical. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much for joining me today, Dr. Rashid. My pleasure. Thank you for your time.